If you have the Lord's Word with you tonight, if you'll turn with me to John chapter 8. John chapter 8. One of these days, the Lord ever lets me, I'm going to preach through this book because it's a great, great book and uh, helps us to understand who Jesus is. Uh, This is what Jesus uh, said in, in John 8, verses 31 and 32. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. A mom was questioning her young son about who had eaten all the chocolate chip cookies. And you know, little boys, he held out his hand and said, I don't know, it wasn't me. And so his mom kept asking him questions until finally he confessed that he was the one who had eaten the chocolate chip cookies. But he said, Mom, how did you know that I'd done that? And she says, because you got chocolate all over your hands and all over your face. (laughs) There was evidence that convicted him, right? In John chapter 8, Jesus is talking. In this particular chapter, Jesus had made the affirmation and statement that I am the light of the world. And the religious leaders refused to accept his witness. And so Jesus pointed out several other witnesses because in Jewish legal issues you had to have two witnesses to convict somebody of a crime and so Jesus pointed out several witnesses to the fact that he was who he claimed to be that he was the Messiah that he was the light of the world now Jesus is interacting with the Pharisees and Sadducees the religious leaders the ones who absolutely refused to believe that Jesus was the Messiah but there were other people present that day And because of some of the things that Jesus said, there were some who had put their faith and their trust in Jesus. And so it's this group of people that Jesus is speaking to here. He's saying, if you abide in my word, then you are truly my disciples. What does that say about people today in our society that say they're a Christian, that say they know God, and yet they never darken the door of a church, they never share their faith, they never pray, or they rarely pray? What does that say about those? Jesus said, it doesn't matter what you say, He said, if you continue in my word, then you would be my disciples. we got a lot of people in this world today that want Jesus to be their Savior. They want fire insurance. They don't really want to go to hell. But they don't want Jesus to be Lord of their life. And here's the truth. Jesus is both Savior and Lord. You can't split Him in half. You don't get to pick which one. He's both of them. And so you, you have to accept Him as both Savior and Lord. Now, some people don't want to submit to the Lordship of Christ because they're just so afraid that God's going to call them to go to the deepest, darkest Africa to be a missionary. 
Well, God doesn't call that many people to be missionaries. He does call some of us. He calls us all to be missionaries wherever we are, but He rarely calls people to go cross-culturally to, to be missionaries somewhere else. But you can't have Jesus as Savior and not have Him as Lord. Because He is both. Jesus makes it really clear in this passage, if you are His disciple, you will abide in His Word. Remember us talking about in 1 John on Sunday nights, how His commandments are not burdensome to us. If we know Christ, if we have Him as our Savior, you know, the joyful thing that you and I get to do is we get to follow God's rules. We get to follow God's law. And the reason why is because we know that's the best possible life for us. We know that's going to bring us the greatest joy and the greatest peace inside of our life. And so we get that privilege of being able to do that. Abiding in God's Word ought not to be difficult for us. Listen to what Solomon told his son in Proverbs chapter 3. We always use Proverbs 3, 6, right? Trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not into your own understanding, and all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. We, we like that verse, and we focus on that. But we skip over a lot of times the first few verses of that chapter. Look, look and see what Solomon said in, in beginning in verse 1 of that chapter. He said, My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments for length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart so you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. You see the importance of following God's Word? You see what it brings? It brings length of days, years of life, or maybe we should say life to our years. It makes life a lot more joyful, doesn't it, when you live according to God's Word? How does it add length to your days? Well, think about those people that, you know, cut their lives short by some of the vices that they get involved in. You and I, we have this great privilege of getting to walk with Jesus. It ought to be the joy of our heart. We should be just like newborn babies, just like Phoenix back there a minute ago, crying out for milk, the milk of God's Word. You remember what Peter said over in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2? Like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk that you may grow up into salvation. Guys, we need to grow in the likeness of Christ. And the only thing that's going to help us to grow in the likeness of Christ is the Word of God. And so we need to focus on God's Word. The key for every disciple in the world in which we find ourselves today is to be vigilant. Our enemy wants to destroy us. This world system wants to destroy us. You don't need me to tell you that. Turn the TV on. Watch the news. You know that. without you, Just go out and talk to people in the world. And see the hatred that they have towards Christians. But Jesus made it clear if they hated Him, they're going to hate us. But here's the truth. You and I have got to put on the whole armor of God every day because we're doing battle every day. If we're living for Christ and God's Word is abiding in our heart and we're living according to that Word, we will be under spiritual attack every day. 
Proverbs 4.23 reminds us that we are to keep our heart with all vigilance, for from it flows the spring of life. How do you keep your heart? How does a young man keep his way pure? By keeping the Word of God. That's what Psalm 1 tells us, right? That's what Psalm 119 tells us. Listen to, if you have your Bible, this is one of my, one of my beautiful passages in the, New Te- in the Old Testament. Look at Psalm 19. Psalm 19, beginning in verse 7. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. Does your soul need reviving tonight? The perfect law of the Lord. His word will revive your soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Do you need more knowledge about something that you're going through? Do you need some insight from the Lord about decisions you're making? It is the testimony, the Word of God, described as testimony. The testimony of the Lord is sure, it's certain, it's not changeable. Notice in verse 8, the precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. There's that thing I was talking about before, how keeping God's Word brings joy to our heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the drippings of the honeycomb. Isn't that great? God's Word is all we need to be mature. And Jesus said, if you are truly my disciple, you will keep My words, my words will literally abide or find a home inside of you. That's what it's saying. The word that's used there literally means that God's word will find a home or take up residence in your life. So I pray for you that you will let God's word permeate your heart, abide down deep inside of you, find a home inside of you so that you can find joy so that you can find purpose, so you can have wisdom to make decisions, so that you can stand strong in the day of battle. What did Jesus do when he was tempted in the wilderness? Y'all remember that? He quoted scripture. That's exactly right. He let God's word abide inside of him. And that's the same thing that you and I need to do. Just like the little boy who was caught red-handed with the cookies. When people look at us, they ought to see Jesus inside of us because God's Word is living in us. Let's go to the Lord in prayer.